0: Is going on, Pete Callender here. News Talk 1110 and 993 WBT 704 to this weather is stupid. This weather is stupid. I okay, I've been away for a while, I admit okay, like nine years, but come on, like it is this the climate change? Has the climate just changed inside of the Charlotte city limits? This is ridiculous. I had to move in, I moved into a little studio apartment yesterday after the show. Just in time for the uh the thunderstorm, right overhead for like two straight hours. Oh, it was fantastic. So not only was it like ninety-eight degrees, but with like one hundred percent humidity. Thank goodness I'm like I was only moving like a carload. That's all I had. I just had a carload, it was just like some boxes and stuff. But still it's the principle of the thing. I'm just saying, you know, like it's only like 200 miles away that I lived for like nine years. But what a difference the altitude made up there. And by the way, the people in the Asheville area would be very upset that I am telling you about the the weather being five degrees cooler, lower humidity, nice breeze blowing virtually all of the time. They they would not want me telling you that because they really don't want people to come. It's the dirty secret, by the way, of the Asheville uh, City council and the, uh, as I described them yesterday, the temporary anarchists, the communist larpers, they really don't want people. They hate tourists. They, they, they don't. Espe- I mean, they just don't like people from out of town coming to the town and spending your money. They really, they don't. They don't like you. I just feel like I should tell you that. I was as surprised as you. So I am here to impart this knowledge. Uh, go forth and uh, spread the news. So, can you feel what is coming? Right, you can feel this. Right, you can feel the momentum building for more mask mandates, for maybe even more lockdowns, more restrictions. Here's a tweet from an idiot named uh, Dame, uh, sorry, Dan Hodges. I think he's British, which is actually kind of comforting. I am of the opinion that all of the liberty-loving people, like whatever gene that is in the human being, like everybody from England who had that gene left and came here, started all of this country up. You know, I, I, this is this is one of the things I like to tell myself. Look, you don't have to agree with it. I just like this. is It, it brings me comfort. So when I read this kind of moon battery coming out of Europe, then it's like, oh, that's right. They have the gene that is pro-authoritarian, right? They want to be subjects. They want to be ruled over. Dan Hodges, all right, I'll tell you who he is. Hang on a second. Let me pull up his bio. It says, commentator, male on Sunday. I guess the, what, the other days of the week, he's not a male? Is that the idea? Sorry. No, it's the, I think it's the, sunday mail it's a newspaper of some sort i believe here's what he says quote the anti-vaxxers have had their fun they're now engaged in open incitement to murder (laughs) this is uh, he's uh, this is open incitement to murder he says it's time for arrests prosecutions and serious jail time now wait a minute okay arrests, prosecutions, and serious jail time. Why wouldn't you just forcibly vaccinate them? Why would you spend all of that time and money arresting people, prosecuting them, and then throwing them in jail? Who's going to guard them in the jail? Have you, have you thought this through? Who's guarding these people in the jail? Are they going to be vaccinated? So what, you're going to throw in some poor vaccinated COs, some corrections officers, you're going to throw them in there to, to monitor and and, and police all of the imprisoned anti-vaxxers, like it just seems to me it would be far more cost-effective and safer all around right? to just run down the stream just start jabbing everybody, don't, don't you think? I mean, if, if you're already down the, this authoritarian path, I'm just thinking, you know, if I were a tyrant, how would I behave? And I'm just thinking I could do it better, which is kind of scary. Like this is a moment of uh, like personal growth for me, which is kind of unsettling. That I'm, I'm thinking like I could actually probably be a pretty good tyrant. I, well, just on this example, I might, I might be terrible on other examples. Then you've got what's the uh, Yamiche Alcinder, which I thought wasn't wasn't that the basketball player who converted to Islam or something? <laughs> Sorry. <Uh-oh>. That was <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So Ryan, who comes from Sports World, he gets that joke. That's the joke he gets. Okay. Um, this is from uh, Jim Garrity at National Review. Quoting Yamiche Alcindor, who, uh, Alcindor is all one word, sorry, the, her, her last name. Uh, she is a White House correspondent or something for the government-funded radio, uh, otherwise known as NPR. Sorry, NPR. You got to do the vocal fry at the end cuz that is what NPR people do now. It's it used to be just this kind of speaking to the microphone. But now it's this kind of speaking but also vocal fry. See like I can't even do it like the microphone drops out at this too low of a fry level or something. It's not actually very good for your um for your voice, which I guess is good because, so in you know if you're wanting to get into public radio just give it a couple of years. Everybody will have burnt out their vocal cords and you'll be able to get a spot. That's what it seems like to me. And, you know, if you've ever listened to any NPR, you know that they've got like 70,000 people working on every single show. It's amazing. That is not, definitely. The Rolling Stones are coming back on tour, their no-filter tour. I'm not sure if we're going to need to wear our masks on the no-filter tour. It's possible. But um, it's going to be coming to Charlotte on September 30th at Bank of America Stadium. And you're going to have a chance to win tickets right here on WBT. So you listen every day during just my show, because I need to bribe people to listen. And uh, when you hear the song Start Me Up by the Rolling Stones, then... Uh you call. Not now, not now though. That was not because that was not the Rolling Stones. That's why I said that's not the Rolling Stones. But you would call seven zero four five seven eleven ten when you hear that song. Not now, not now, and then you would win a pair of the tickets uh, if you are the eleventh caller. But not now. Okay. So I talked about Yamish Alcinder. She is a reporter at the uh, the government funded. NPR, and yes, and listener-supported. And look, I can say all of this because I used to work there. I used to work at a public radio right across town. That was my first job out of college. I was an intern. I was mailing people coffee mugs for the uh, NPR affiliate over there uh, in uh, North Charlotte. And, yeah, no, it's true. I would organize the fun drives and everything. I would go pick up the food for all of the volunteers who answered the phones and such. Uh, Anyway, but they do get a lot of money from the government. Now, they would say it's not a lot of money. I would say it is a lot of money because we don't get any. So, uh, you know, any little bit, I would love to have an extra 1% in the budget. Wouldn't you? Who wouldn't? Right? Okay. So she says that the CDC, or sorry, she says the White House source that she has confirms that the CDC is expected to recommend that people vaccinated for COVID, quote, Resume wearing masks indoors under certain circumstances, and those circumstances include if you are living with or in close contact with an immunocompromised person or you are living with or in close contact with unvaccinated people such as kids under 12 years old. Now, Jim Garrity at National Review, I think he asks a very good question here, which is, if you're the White House, you're this anonymous source official, right? You're the person that leaked this to, and let's be clear, like most of the time when you have a White House source that is familiar with the you know, the the thinking of the president on something, like most of the time, this is actually Jen Psaki. <laughs> most of the time, this is coming from the communications team, the White House press secretary. They're just saying, don't put my name on it. They're just saying you know, throw it in there, uh, run it up the flagpole, see who uh, salutes. So uh, if you are the White House official and you're hoping that the American people are going to warmly receive this very unpopular recommendation, (laughs) particularly think about people who are not fans of the masking the first time around and may not be interested in getting the vaccines even today, does this make a lot of sense to leak this particular piece of information to Yamish Alcindor? Like one of the least trusted people <laughs> on the right when it comes to national media. I'm not sure. Jim Acosta. What, where, where was Jim Acosta? He wouldn't do the story for you or, uh, or as Jim Garrity says, what was Brian Stelter busy? Seriously, why would you give it to her, of all people? Why her? Like, I don't understand why you're... If you're trying to build some sort of, uh, I don't know, momentum or buy-in or support for this idea, why do you run it through her? It's kind of silly to me. I think it's a very good question that needs to be asked, and as such, it probably will not be asked by media. Um, Here's another question. Did you know that... um, Apparently, underpants are much like the face masks. I, this is the science, people. I do not make up the science. This is science. In the UK, they say, minister, UK ministers say that they have privately pointed to evidence that COVID could be spread by people breaking wind in confined spaces, such as lavatories. One U.K. minister, according to this, uh, well, I don't know, what's. where did this come from? I See, I printed this out, and it didn't print. Why would you not print your, uh, well, it's by Christopher Hope, chief political correspondent of some, oh, I think this was AP. We'll call it the AP. We'll credit them. Sure, why not? All right. So uh, they say one uh, U.K. minister said that they had read, quote, credible-looking stuff on it, which I'm convinced, right? That's all it takes for me. You got one unnamed minister out of the UK saying that he had read or she had read some, quote, credible looking stuff on this matter from other countries, although government scientists are yet to produce a paper on the matter. So it's not really science until a government scientist produces a paper on the matter. The source said that there had been evidence of a, quote, genomical linked tracing connection. I'm going to say that again. Genomical linked tracing connection. So genomical, genomical linked. Anyway, uh, between two individuals, one had the COVID, one did not, and they apparently shared a lavatory cubicle in Australia. I don't know what that means either. Okay, I don't, I, I don't, I'm just reading it. I don't know what that means. Between two individuals... From a lavatory cubicle? they were, in the, were they in the same stall? I don't know what a cubicle is in Australia. Do they, is that a stall? Is that a bathroom stall? What are they doing in the same bathroom stall? What are they doing in the same bathroom stall? Passing wind with each other. I don't know. I have more questions about this. I actually am looking forward to a, a government scientist produced paper on this matter. The science is not definitive, however. And another minister, oh, here it is, told the Telegraph, it's from the Telegraph, the UK Telegraph, that as uh, COVID is a, quote, respiratory disease, transmission and shedding, make sure you pronounce that word correctly while doing this story, transmission and shedding is mostly taking place through the mouth and actually mainly the nose. Did you know... Healthy people tend to break wind five to, 10 to, uh, 5 to 25 times a day. I did not know that either. Thank you, UK Telegraph. I don't know what I'm going to do with this information. Maybe feel a little less embarrassed in the future, but 5 to 25 times a day. It's actually kind of a big span. Don't you think 5 to 25? Well, I guess the 25 that's probably going to be that's, that's probably like the, what, the vegan population right there, right? But I'm not in the vegans. I'm just saying. The dietary... Anyway. Uh, testing has found that SARS-CoV-2 can be present in fecal material. Ooh. 1-800-WBT-1110. Pete Callender here on News Talk 1110-993-WBT. I feel like I need to uh, just give you this last piece of information. I don't want to just steer you awry here with the uh, flatulence causing the spread of COVID story. The risk of spreading COVID this way, according to the UK Telegraph, is thought to be less of a risk than the spreading, you know, via mouth and nose and respiratory droplets, as I refer to them as the the lung juice. That's so how we're inhaling each other's lung juice and the micro droplets that are lighter than air and they don't fall to the ground. And so when I'm talking and I'm filling up this whole room right now, all of my lung juice, it's like a cloud. If you could like turn all the lights out and shine a big green laser light through it, you would see all of my lung juice in it. well I take it back. They So they've made an addition since I was here a decade ago. There are now these big, uh, what are these, plexiglass things? They're like hanging from the ceiling, uh, not all the way to the floor, not even all the way to the desk, but like just above my head. Because what I have learned, this is science, what I have learned is that the COVID likes to sit up in the high areas. This is why, for real, like when you go to a bar, remember when they had all of the lockdown orders still in place? And you would go to the bar and... Uh, There was the COVID up high, right, but not if you sit down. Remember, they told everybody, you have to sit down. You're not allowed to stand. What, Selwyn Pub, I remember. Um, Why aren't we on the floor, then? That's a good question. (laughs) We should be, like, on the floor, sitting on the floor, Indians... I'm sorry. Uh, Sorry. That was... that I'm a byproduct of my time. I did not mean to say that. Sitting on the floor, crisscross applesauce style. And... Um, We sit on the floor. That's where COVID can't get us. COVID is the smartest virus ever. The coronavirus and the COVID disease, it's the smartest ever. It knows. COVID knows. COVID knows, for example, that um, the mass protests that occurred all last year with the people that were getting tear gassed and then they were coughing and sneezing all their lung juice all over each other. Like that, COVID knew. COVID knew. Like, I'm not going to smite these people. These people are doing it for the right reason. They're out here swapping lung juice, you know, for a good cause. So I shall not smite thee. Now you want to go and worship on a Sunday, smite away. Smite, 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 smite all over the place. That's what COVID does. COVID knows if you're sitting or standing. COVID's like, I'm gonna hang out up here. If you come into my area, you know, that's your lungs. But if, you know, if you stay seated. Then you're fine. And if you're going to stand up to walk someplace, like to the bathroom, then you put the mask on and you, and you walk through the lung juice and the micro droplets, which are small enough to go through the mask fibers. But it doesn't matter. It's the same science here for why flatulence is not as effective at spreading the COVID. It's also very low, too, if you think about it, right? It's lower than the height thing. So COVID's like, oh, I know I came out of breaking wind here, but that's really low. Again, I don't make up these rules, people. These are the science rules, as I have seen them over the last year. Let me go to Pat on line one. Hello, Pat. How are you?
1: Um, I am fine. Um, The reason I called is because they're pushing the vaccine, which I'm all for. I've actually had both vaccines, and, and I believe it's safe. But the reason I'm calling is because Joe Biden is letting thousands of illegal immigrants across the border, Mm -hmm. and they are carrying the virus. And he is putting them on buses and sending them all over the United States. And I know that's true. Mm -hmm. If anybody listens to Fox News, they actually show the video. And they're 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 going to that's going to spread the virus. They're no, no, no. To get the,
0: no, Pat, yes, it is. Co- no, yes, COVID it, knows
1: people are coming in with the virus. COVID they are knows
0: vi- COVID Don't knows tell me that-
1: that's not true because no. I know for a fact.
0: No, no, no. COVID knows. I said COVID is a very smart disease. It's the smartest virus we've ever encountered. It knows that Joe Biden is going to save us all. He said he would. This because was his I promise. Wouldn't
2: save a
1: flea. He said he was gonna save it's us the during the worst campaign. President we have ever had. He has messed up everything. Uh, the Woodrow economy Wilson. is going to go to pot. He has opened the borders so that all these illegals with all irises, I am all for a person being uh did you hang up? Probably so No well
0: wait, wait. If I hang up, I'm gonna tell you I'm hanging up on you.
1: Well, well, I want to tell you yeah. that that Joe Biden is spreading this virus. He's he's getting he's a super on TV spreader. and he's saying, "Oh, take the shot, take the shot," and all then right. he's letting all these illegals. Mm-hmm. And it's on video. Yeah. it is on video. If you watch Fox News, thousands. I feel like we're, okay, hang on, Pat. It's I, feel not like, just I feel like this virus they're like I'm bringing on the over. Wheel here. It, I mean, the COVID yeah. virus is no. all kinds of stuff they're bringing over. Oh, all right. And so it's just what? all
0: of the. I got you. Okay. So it, this it, is part of the problem. You it's, know what? Pat, I'm all for Pat. I know. Pat, all right. Now, Pat, now I'm going to put you on hold uh, because it sounds like you were like you got amped up and you were like running through uh, your views on this. And I get it. And you've said it. But you said it twice. And then I, it sounded like you were getting ready to go for a third. And I wasn't going to like it's, it's not good radio. <laughs> so, uh, no, but I get your meaning. Uh, people who are coming in that are uh, crossing the border illegally and they're not going through sort of a modern-day Ellis Island type of a screening process, they are more likely, right, to get past any kind of uh, protocols or controls that we have in place to stop people from coming in that have diseases, highly communicable diseases. This is—and this is not racist to say this. It doesn't matter to me where the people are coming from. When people came, when my ancestors came over through Ellis Island, right? If you had any kind of an ailment, they'd send you back. They split up families, right? They split up families. They'd say, uh, well, sorry, uh, you know, Junior here has the plague. And so, well, I guess not the plague, because then everybody on the whole boat would get sent back. But if they had something wrong with them, they would send him back. And one of the parents would go back with them and they'd split up the family. Imagine doing that. Imagine... Riding on the boat all the way over, however long that took at the time, right? And then you get to Ellis Island, then you get turned away, and you got to go back. And they did that all the time, right? So, like, I understand the point. I do understand the point. I, you know, I, I've not considered Joe Biden as a super spreader, but I do kind of like that. Uh, I do kind of like the, the label, because, again, I am in media, and what we do is label people. Hello, Joe. Joe, you are caller, too. See, I just did it again. Hey, Joe, how are you?
3: Hey, how are you doing? I'm all right. You were talking earlier about Yamiche Alcindor.
0: Yeah, I think that's her name.
3: I have my own uh, story about that, and uh, I caught her trying to spread a false narrative. No. As far as I know, I'm the only one that picked up on this. I didn't read this in any media outlet. All right. Uh, I was watching uh, PBS one night, and an uh, anchor was asking uh, Ms. Alcindor some questions. All
0: right, hang on a second. And I'm already suspicious. Said, you're watching, an you're watching voice PBS. I
3: witnessed to white supremacists at the Trump White House, and the anchor didn't you know, question or do you know what capacity they were there or anything? She just let that statement stand. So when, as soon as I heard that, I, I thought, no, nah, I'm not buying this. So uh, I Googled it and tried to uh, find out about this. And the first thing you find out is several media outlets picked up on this and said, White House official confirms white supremacists at the White House mm-hmm. with, without any details or telling who the White House official was. I kept digging. I found uh, the lady's name, which I don't remember right now, but this White House official Approves people to go into the White House for a tour mm-hmm. And she said, anybody is allowed to go into the White House as long as they do a background check. they wait their turn and and they make sure there's no weapons on them. They were there for a tour
0: mm-hmm. Oh, that was it that was the whole that, that was the payoff that they were there for a tour. Well, I mean, it really if you couldn't see it coming a mile away, right White House white supremacy. I mean, you're 50% there, just in the name of the place. So this is the Rolling Stones. So you want to be the 11th caller. Why right are all these now. people calling? <laughs> <laughs> the 11th caller will score a pair of tickets to see the aforementioned Rolling Stones at Bank of America Stadium on September 30th. Pair of tickets on the line 704-570-1110. Call now. Be the 11th caller. Unfortunately, Dean is not the 11th caller. Hello, hey, Dean. Dean. Welcome to the show. How are you?
4: I'm doing fine, Pete. You know I'm a thinking man, and I was just wondering: yeah. aren't we double masked as it comes to the flatulence fighting of COVID? I mean, it just would be a, re- a strainer, right?
0: Pretty much, yes. Because the underpants act as a cloth mask. Correct. Right.
4: And then you would hope. I mean, if somebody went combat or commando, that's that would true.
0: Only be one layer. That's, just, so. Just I check it. No, I think you're onto something here. So I, I think what we, I think what we should be waiting now to see. We need some guidance from the CDC that everybody should be wearing underwear. Exactly. At least. Right, like at a minimum here. Minimum underwear, preferably pants as well.
4: They're killing me. Right. They're killing
0: me. You have a great day. All too. right, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for the call. Right, so without, without the CDC mandate, can we really be trusted on this, right? How else will we know that in order to best protect each other, you know, from the COVID unless we get some guidance from the CDC that we have to wear underwear and pants. I mean that's and so then if you're wearing a mask as well, you're actually triple protected. You got the you got the underwear, you got the pants. Sorry. Well, I mean yes, you can wear any kind of an outer layer, it, you know, skirts or dresses, shorts, skorts, capris, whatever, like I'm not sure about the yoga pants. No, I'm not sure that might not be... That's like almost like the gaiters, you know? Like, if we're equating types of pants to the mask-wearing, like, that would be the gaiters. Because a lot of places, remember when people started wearing the gaiters and then uh, stores and stuff were like, that doesn't count. That's too thin. You can't wear that. I think that would be like the yoga pants. Sweatpants, that would definitely count, though. This is because, apparently, um, the the flatulence... The, it is also micro droplets. I know this is kind of nasty, right? So when you smell stuff, like that's what you are smell. Yeah, I know it's kind of nasty, and so that's what's. Yeah, I don't want to talk about this anymore. It's kind of gross. I, it grosses me out. When I saw the video of the two guys in Japan, it was uh, it was a uh, it was science. Science did the video, and it was two guys in this like a little box, and it was uh, they blacked it all out. So it was completely dark and they had these two guys talk to each other in varying, you know, volume levels and such and you could see and then they 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 shined this light through the box and it was like a, you know, one of those green laser lights looking things almost like the it looked like the original green screen computers no, I know anybody younger than Gen X, of course, the best generation. Uh, anybody younger than Gen X probably doesn't know what I'm talking about. But in the old days, back in my day, they actually created the computer screens that were like the black screen. And they had the green text, green type. I think if you watch war games, you'll see it. it looks like radar, the, the radar screens nowadays. Point is, uh, they shown this light. shown the light? Shined the light? They used a light in this room. And they highlighted all of the micro droplets. And so you could see as the two guys were talking, you know, there were like the big chunks that like flew out of their mouth. And, you know, they obviously hit the ground pretty quickly. And then there was some other stuff that kind of like lingered, but then fell away also. But there was a lot of stuff. The micro droplets, lighter than air, just suspended up in the air. Kind of nasty. And they're talking, and the longer that they're talking, the... Uh, they're inhaling it from each other. And at that point, I said, I'm never going to speak to another person in a room again. Yet here I am. I am protected by the plexiglass, though. These three sheets of plexiglass, as long as 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 producer Ryan doesn't speak, I think I'm going to be okay. I mean, he's dead. He's toast. Because I'm sitting here flapping my gums for three hours, and he's he's in trouble. Me, uh, I'm all right. He doesn't really talk a lot. So uh, I got this... Heads up. Thank you, Adam. The Mecklenburg County GOP action alert. Atrium and Novant Health are requiring all workers to be fully vaccinated. Stand with those who deserve the option to make that choice for themselves. Healthcare heroes for freedom. Sunday, August 1st at 1 p.m. at Freedom Park Basketball Courts. Hashtag don't Seattle, my Charlotte. That's the hashtag. (laughs) Don't Seattle, my Charlotte. (laughs) It's kind of funny. I remember back in my day, that's the second time I've said it this segment, but when I was here, I remember there was the big debate over the arena and there were all these arts projects and they put them up to a vote and the voters said, no, we don't want them. And then uh, the city council said, okay, well, we got to abide by the wishes of the voters. And then the Hornets left and then the city went and built everything that was on that list anyway. And... Uh there was a guy in town named Jeff Taylor and he wrote uh for what was it called mech the mech deck I think is what he wrote not the document that everyone says is the precursor to the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence rather but this was a it was a John Locke Foundation blog I believe right mech deck I think that was it Jeff Taylor and uh, he has since moved away I want to say he's in Georgia now I believe Atlanta maybe but he used to call <laughs> whenever these projects would come up in these debates he'd always talk about and with the crime as well, uh, the crime rates that were escalating at the time. And he said uh, he would call Charlotte the Detroit on the Catawba. <laughs> and, uh, no, it, it, yeah. And so when I got yesterday, I went, I looked up and I see on the TV that there's, you know, some murder like two blocks away from the station. And I'm like, ah, yes. Back in Charlotte. That's uh more things change, the more they stay the same, right? So this is happening on Sunday, August 1st, Atrium and Novant Health, right? So they are uh, now going to require all workers to be vaccinated. And, uh, but you know, it's, oh, Monica is telling me that it's lunchtime. I am sorry, Monica, I forgot. I forgot. I know this is one of the things, like I, I have to remember people are right now eating lunch. It's, it's 12 Okay, so no more of the no more of the, my, uh, of the the lung juice discussion, the flatulence, the micro droplets, the inhalation of that. I, I apologize. I will no longer speak about all of those types of gross subjects such as. no, I'm just kidding. I I won't. I apologize. Taylor says, Pete, oh, how I have missed the callers. Yes. <laughs> That's uh, And Eric says, Pete, I think somebody might have needed their sarcasm detector recalibrated. I think that was that was the call from Pat, I believe, in Matthews. Or was that Pat Matthews? No, it was Pat from Matthews. Um, Mecklenburg County is going to require all public health employees now to get vaccinated because of the increase in the Delta variant. And... Of the rising coronavirus cases so you see what's coming you can feel it coming right they're going to start mandating this all over the place and so i'm kind of curious if you haven't been vaccinated do you have a breaking point here at some point will you acquiesce we'll get into that in the next hour at 704-570-1110-1800 wbt 1110 news is next News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Calliner here. 704-570-1110-1800. WBT-1110. Mecklenburg County going to require all public health employees to get the jab, to get the shot, to get vaccinated. And all Mecklenburg County Health employees will have to do so starting August 2. And they have to have the proof of the vaccination. Don't call it a passport by September 7th. We've known this is coming. I've known this is coming because the government built it, right? I talked about this a little bit yesterday. Governor Roy Cooper built the backbone upon which this could be used, right? That was the purpose of creating the database. Because, look, when I went and got the shot, I got a little card. And, you know, it was just for my purposes only. Just very helpful reminder on it that says, you know, here's the first date and had a little signature and then... Make sure you come back. Here's the second date. And then when I went and got the second shot, then it was, um, you know, another signature. And look at you. You got the two signatures. And I knew exactly what they were doing, right? They were cataloging this and giving me this card, this vaccination card, just in case you need it for something. Wink, wink. And then they said, well... Now that we've been running this vaccination program, we just feel it's only right that if you want your own information, you should be able to access this database that we have simply and only been collecting for demographic reporting purposes. All we're all we're collecting this for is so we can report to the CDC how many people are getting vaccinated. That's all. And, And demographic information so we can make sure we're doing it equitably. Right. That the shots in the ar- that, that we're putting the shots in the arms at a proportion that looks like the arms of all North Carolinians. right? We want racial balance. We want to make sure that everything is equitable, right? Which by the way, has not happened. Just heads up. That hasn't happened. Uh, in fact, uh, African Americans are very, very uh, uh, they're underrepresented in the vaccinations and uh, white people overrepresented in the vaccinations and of that group uh you've got more liberal uh white people more women white people more liberal white women they're getting the vaccines okay so uh and and look i don't say that because i'm trying to like disparage or hold up uh, people or celebrate others i'm just pointing it out as long as you're collecting the data let's look at all the data right this is not simply uh republicans won't get the vaccines now that being said there are a lot of Republicans that won't get the vaccines. <laughs> they are saying that, and this has to do with a couple of things, as I've gone over uh, in the past, which is there is a there's a certain attitude towards government intervention in our privacy, our personal lives that conservatives and libertarians have, and it doesn't matter whether you're talking about vaccines or taxes or really like almost anything else, right? Almost anything else, except gay marriage. But everything else, they're like, we don't want government telling us what we can and cannot do, right? So when you come in and say, you need to get these vaccines, I'm from the government, and they're going to resist that just automatically. Not to mention, you layer in the fact that it's coming from a Democratic uh, administration at the state level and at the national level. And hold your horses, lefties, who are like, I can't believe that they would play politics with this. You guys did it when it was Trump. Right, if this thing was called the the Trump jab, and Republicans were like, "Go on out and you know Donald Trump is going to save your life," I guarantee you, leftists would say, "I'm not taking that shot." And you know how I can be confident in that because Kamala Harris said that very thing. Democrats were saying that very thing. Now I will give credit where it is due to Governor Cooper. I know, like I almost, I think I just spit up a little bit in my own, just anyway, because I hate to do it, but I will say. Governor Cooper from the very beginning he did say I'm going to get the shot I support the vaccine I don't care who's the president so to his credit now there are a lot of other people that did not do that and now they're pretending just because they won the white house now they're pretending that they totally didn't say those things or they 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 didn't flip their positions right so i have always believed that we're the only way through this is herd immunity people are going to get sick they're going to recover People are going to get vaccinated, hopefully, and it prevents the spread. I am aware this is the largest trial of a new drug. I am aware of that. I have taken that risk. I've weighed it. I decided that I am okay with that. Other people are not, so they're not going to get it. But I am curious, if they start shutting down all of the—because they can, by the way. Like, like, if I own a business and I don't want unvaccinated people in my business— then I believe I can tell you don't come in here if you are unvaccinated. This is what the DOJ just said, the Department of Justice. If you can believe them anymore, right, thanks to, like, postmodernism, like, deconstructing all of our institutions. Now, nobody trusts anybody or anything. So uh, if that's the case, now, DOJ says agent, government agencies, um, nonprofits, even private businesses, right, everyone's allowed to say you can impose – Vaccine requirements on your employees, for example. So do you have a breaking point? Like what if you're one of these nurses or um, hospital staff and the hospitals are saying you have to have the vaccine if you're going to work here. And I understand the Mecklenburg GOP, they're doing this. um, They're doing a a, a event. Uh, What was it here? What was it? Something in the park. I just had it open. Where did it go? Did somebody, Have they already gotten to it? Have they deleted it? No. Here it is. It is the Health Heroes for Freedom. Sunday, August 1st at 1 o'clock, Freedom Park, 1908 East Boulevard at the basketball courts. Not that I'm, you know, urging anybody to attend. I'm just saying it's at 1 o'clock on Sunday at uh, Freedom Park. And I don't know what that's going to do, though. Because do you think that the hospitals are going to say, well, you know what? We had thousands of people show up, and so now we're not going to do it. Now you also be prepared. This will be classified as a super spreader event, right? You need to, you need to recognize that's where this is going to go. That's going to be the coverage. This is a super spreader event, because most of the media that's going to go out and cover it are left of center, and their perception of the risk of catching and, co- and dying from COVID is out of whack with reality. Just generally speaking, that's what the that's what the surveys show. Again, it's science, people. I'm not making this stuff up. Like, this is what the Gallup survey shows. People left of center tend to have a wildness perception, uh, overestimating the risk of catching and dying from COVID. So that's who's going to be writing these stories about this massive gathering. Have you considered, I don't know, I'm just spitballing here, but maybe have you considered bringing some Black Lives Matter signs? I hear it wards off the COVID at these types of events. That's what I've heard. It's a very smart, smart disease. News Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704 570 800 wbt, 1110, 1800 WBT 1110. Let's go to the phone line. Vincent, let's go. What's up?
2: Hey, uh, good afternoon. Hey, uh, I just had to turn my speaker up here. Hey, uh, you often quote about being a libertarian and fundamental tenets of libertarianism is uh, protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I think this is a very high bar that the Supreme Court's going to hold up when all these draconian measures are challenged in the courts. What do you think?
0: Do I think that the Supreme Court is going to what uphold up the restrictions or strike of course, them down? It's going
2: to be challenged. It's got to be challenged. Listen, my my right To pursue my happiness, if I want to walk outside, go downtown, go to a church meeting without a mask, needs to be protected by our government officials. That's the role of our government. That's boilerplate, okay?
0: No, it's all all right. I'm confused. Just make your assertion rather than asking me the leading questions. Just make the assertion.
2: The assertion that... uh, that everybody's, it's uh you better go ahead and get chapter, we're just going to cut you off of uh, society?
0: Right, that's, that, well, That that's where it's heading, don't you think?
2: Well, it's not happening here. I mean, are you going
0: to... I literally just, just, I just gave you... you, no, I literally just gave you a story about that, about atrium... And Novant Health saying that all employees have to get the vaccine, and if you don't, you're going to get fired. What would you call that? Isn't that wouldn't that be an example of not coercion. being?
2: It's coercion. Right. It's not. It doesn't cross the line of using
0: force. Right. So, w- which is what I said. I mean, you're the one that put the government in charge of the coercion. I said the govern. I said the governor in this state created the backbone for the coercion to exist because the the local. Uh, uh, private businesses or the hospitals, they're using the vaccination cards that you get through the government. They're going to use that as the proof. Right. So uh, you can say that. I mean, that's and this is what they're doing is like they're having their cake and eating it, too. Right. They're saying, well, we didn't do it. It's not us that's doing it. And that the DOJ says, well, they're private entities. They can, in fact, uh, uh, make these requirements of their employees.
2: No, private entities, just like the private entity, of the, the person at the cake shop didn't want to make the cake for the gay couple. It's not going to fly.
0: I wanted to ask— uh, They were allowed, allowed to. Something? No, but they. But hang on. He did not. He won that case.
2: Okay. Let me switch gear real quick. Oh, okay. You know, Why not? the, the, per, the uh, chairman uh, of, of uh, the Reuters nope. News Network is on the board of uh, directors of Pfizer.
0: No, I did now, not know that.
2: Yeah, isn't that, you know, they are controlling the flow of information. And that's where is it? Where is the counter to the vaccine, namely Robert Kennedy, who is an anti vaxxer? I'm
0: kind of crazy, yeah.
2: Ron Paul, Ron Paul, why do they get uh, basically excommunicated from the, the discussion?
0: Why does Robert F. Kennedy Jr. get excommunicated from the discussion? Correct. Do you, so, all right, let me, well, then, let me ask you this. Do you think that vaccines in general, not this one, but do you think vaccines in general work?
2: I'm not, look, I'm not, I'm not a doctor.
0: Uh, That's not what I asked. But
2: there has been a lot of damage done from vaccines, a good, bad, indifferent. It's still up to the individual if he wants to take the
0: shot. Uh, That's not what I asked. I asked, do you think that vaccines in general work?
2: uh well they they work but what what are what are some of the uh, long term ramifications down the road i right. mean uh, I'll, I'll give you an example my daughter she's pregnant uh she works in a hospital in tennessee she's she uh, uh she's not taking the she's not taking the shot mhm and, uh, you know, the complications that go through the mRNA. And, and they, here's another thing. Well, these breakthrough vaccines, these breakthrough infections, namely the ones in Israel now that say that, that they're going off the charts. Uh, if the vaccines are so good, Pete, why are they breaking through?
0: So the my understanding is that uh, that always happens because oh, they're not. Oh, I see. Well, they. So wait. So do you know the answer to this? So you were asking me another question that you already knew the answer to? Mm-hmm. See, this is the frustrating thing. Like, if you're asking me questions because you don't know and you want my opinion on something, I'm happy to share it. But if you're using it simply as a rhetorical trap, then, like, I'm, I'm going to run out of patience for that because it's not an honest way to engage in discourse, right? So okay. the, the reason why there's breakthrough is because it's not a 100% vaccine, right? It's not. And they never claimed it was. It's
2: a. Is it possible that the the, the the infection is mutating? Sure, is it
0: mutating and getting stronger? That's li- unlikely. No, so it, you are correct. All viruses mutate; they all do. That's so. Th- that's not. That, that is not unexpected. So anybody, if, if you were under the impression before that the virus is, you know, a standalone virus and will never change, mutate or anything, then you are mistaken because that happens to all viruses unless you can wipe it out very quickly, which we obviously have not. So uh, this is going to mutate just like the flu does, right? So I expected that. And generally speaking, viruses, when they mutate, it's my understanding that when they change, they become more contagious but less lethal. And so far, it appears that that is what has occurred here, which is why the media keeps promoting the fact that it is now more contagious. This is super infectious. But if you look at the stories, they usually talk about the hospitalizations and the death, the case fatality rates they're actually lower right now than they were before which is good news but you know media doesn't really like to do good news so they focus on the infection spread rather than the CFR now that being so, so that being said I'm just I'm pointing out this is not unexpected and it in no way undermines the efficacy of a vaccine to to point out the thing that a virus does usually well
2: well that's let's break it down can we can we separate The vaccine from the gene therapy, particularly the mRNA, one from Moderna, and that's the one that that could be the one that the cat gets out of the bag and could be – there's no long-term studies on this, and they call it a vaccine, but – you know, it's not a vaccine; it's a therapy, and the media lies about that. So why does that? that so what is the? So why music. does
0: that matter? Let me ask you: What is the practical difference? Because people are calling it a vaccine for the very reason that it acts in much the same way from a user standpoint, right? From the consumer view. It doesn't matter to me whether it's the, like what the science is. The principle is the same, right? You take this, it minimizes your risk of catching it, and it greatly minimizes the risk of dying from it. So it acts very much like a, quote, unquote, vaccine science and you know biochemistry set aside. So why does this why is this trip your trigger? Why is this a big deal to you?
2: Well, what about? Uh, why does it trip my trigger? I'm just out here. I'm 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 outside looking in. I'm doing my analysis. But I know there's been reports of women having their menstrual cycles come back. Are you worried about that? Women and women. Are you worried about
0: that happening to you?
2: Right. Affecting childbearing. Okay.
0: Are you worried uh, about, about that happening to you?
2: Creation.
0: Okay. Are you worried about any of those things happening to you? <laughs> no. No. Okay. I'm, Way no, I, look. I'm, I'm. I'm not trying to be flip, Vince. I'm trying to figure out what it is that that you're afraid of personally affecting you. Because uh, I assume you're not getting the vaccine. You haven't gotten it, and you're opposed to it, right? So I'm kind. Of, I'm just curious. I'm I, so I'm exploring these different paths with you, but and I'm trying to figure out like why you've come to your conclusion.
2: Why well, come to my conclusion? Because uh, I am awake.
0: That's okay. a, no, that's, no, no, that that doesn't answer my question. No, that doesn't answer the question. If you'd like to hang on, I can let you try to answer the question. What is it that you are particularly afraid of about taking the vaccine? That's REM. <clears throat> News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Let me go back over to Vincent here. Oh. Oh. I did not hang up on Vincent. Vincent hung up on me. I guess he's going to hang up on me now, right? That's what the that's what usually happens. Uh, no, I was curious about the why. I wanted to know why. I am i don't like the fact that he hung up because like, this is what I mean. Yesterday when I talked about this, I want to know the why. So, people tell me the what. I got all the whats. I got a lot of what from Vincent there. I didn't get a lot of why. And I understand, like, he mentioned his daughter, I think he said, who is a nurse and she's pregnant and she hasn't gotten the shot because she's worried. Like, that makes sense to me. Honestly, like, that makes sense to me. She's pregnant. She is afraid of what it might do to her unborn baby. I get that. That's a why, right? There is concern there about it, what it will do to her. And when I asked him why, he's afraid of getting it, he wouldn't say. He said something about, like, women's issues and such. And that's why I asked him. Is he worried that that's going to happen to him? And he didn't really have an answer for that. Um, let's see here. Uh, Monica says, this guy's a troll. <laughs> I don't know if he's a troll. I just I think there are people who have seen a lot of little tidbits of information and uh, this is a very complex issue. It is fraught with ethical decisions, and we, as a society, are poorly equipped to make them and even discuss them—the ethics of this stuff. We really are, right? This is—I mean, what was you heard Fauci, right? A couple of uh, days ago, it came out that he there was some video of him from like 20 or 30 years ago. I mean, how old is that guy anyway? He's like a million years old. So it could have been from, like, the 40s. I don't know. And he's saying something about how, like, the risk of a pandemic is worth it for the scientific knowledge, right? Like, what is he debating there? I'm not going to get into this specific issue, but the debate is one of medical or, you know, bioethics, right? Is the juice worth the squeeze? I always say this. Is the juice worth the squeeze? That, like, when it, when you're trying to make decisions about stuff, you have to weigh that. Is the outcome worth the risk? And for him, his argument was, yes, it would be, you know, and I don't know to what extent. If it's, you know, a billion people, is that too much, right? And so this is why the ethical debate needs to be had, but we can't have it because it's all through this lens of Donald Trump. That's what. It, that's where it's all started, because it happened under Trump's watch. It's now hyper partisan because orange man bad. Here is, uh, oh, I got an. um uh, Just a heads up here, Mike Schaefer, someone's coming for your job as program director. It is Jerry V. He says, the caller never answered your question. Does he believe vaccines are effective? His call killed the segment. Word salad. Get the caller to answer or dump him. Now these messages. Jerry, you listened to the entire segment, man. I think the segment served its purpose. Uh, What do I know? Uh, Jordan, welcome to the show. How's it going? Hey, Jordan.
5: Hi. Yeah. Um. One of the reasons I'm well, actually the only reason I'm not getting the vaccine. It's it's all about risk assessment. Mm-hmm. I'm 30 years old. I have a 99.7 percent chance of surviving it. Why would I get the vaccine?
0: So, and I think that's that's a fair um, that's a fair response. What do you say when people argue that um, that there are that you can carry it, and there are people who are immunocompromised? who can, uh, cannot get the vaccine and are at great risk, and so you are putting them at risk.
5: I mean, that all comes down to uh, personal responsibility, doesn't it? I had a family member that died of COVID. He didn't protect himself. I mean, that's, that has nothing to do with me or not anything to do with me.
0: So if you go to work and there are people that work with you, they've all been vaccinated you haven't you bring the virus to the office or to the workplace you give it to them they pass it on to their uh you know their relative who lives at home with them and that person dies their response is well they should have protected themselves
5: if vaccines work the way they're supposed to then why is it then if they're not going to get it anyway right seems like a no. 22
0: well no not not necessarily because the argument is that the the, the vac, or the virus still spreads it just doesn't affect people um with the uh, with the same symptoms and severity of the symptoms right if that's the if that's the way it's spreading
5: right then that comes back to 99.7 percent survival of the thing doesn't it
0: well for you but it my but my question still stands on when you walk in to the office and or the workplace and you give it to your employee your uh fellow employee and then they take it home unbeknownst to them obviously so is the answer to that scenario well the person at home that's immunocompromised that they should have better protected themselves somehow
5: uh none of us is guaranteed anything man i could get hit by a bus
0: later this afternoon uh, that's that didn't answer the question jordan uh, i mean what do you want me to say like no i'm just asking to I'm, i want you to say what you believe i want you to say what your honest opinion is this is what I mean. This is the ethical question, though. Right. When you because w- that's the stark ethical question that we are all being presented with.
5: True. True. I mean, I think it comes down to principles. Are you going to stand? Are you going to stand up for the principles you think are right or wrong? Or are you going to give in because it makes life
0: easier? Well, it's not. Even, it, but it's not a matter of making life easier. It's a matter of saving lives. Right. That's the it's, that's what it's the easier argument is about. I'm going
5: to do the vaccine mandate. And I can't fly in a plane.
0: Say again. It makes things easier if I if there's a vac- vaccine mandate and I have to fly on a plane. It makes it easier I, 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 if I, think, I get the vaccine so yeah. I can fly on a plane. So if you so are you saying then that the person who dies because their family member their caretaker works with you, then that's just the equivalent of oh well people get hit by buses that's the the ethical equivalent.
6: Uh,
5: that sounds extremely cold. It does, for yeah. For the most
0: part, yeah. Yeah, it does sound cold. But, there, but there's a bit of a difference there is because there are steps that you can take, right? There are things that you could do that, that a bus, you know, ostensibly would not. They would not have seen the person that, you know, they ran over, theoretically. It was an accident, right? Right. So the bus, I mean, you're just saying, well, that, that's it. We are, we're all going to die some way. So is, so that's an argument for nobody getting vaccinated at all, right? If you take it to its logical conclusion, I suppose. Yeah, that's how you test these types of theses. So, uh, that's, and that's what I'm doing. So is there any breaking point that you would get to where you would say, you know what, this is too much. I'm going to go ahead and get the vaccine. Is there a point? Do you know what that would be?
5: No. I mean, there's going to be choices I'm going to have to make that could potentially make my everyday life harder. But... I always say if you can't stand up for your principles when when it's hard, then they're not principles at all.
0: So uh, if there's a whole second-class kind of society out there, you're not going to be allowed to participate in all of these activities and commerce and education. You're not allowed to go anywhere, do all these things. Uh, You're not going to be able to find work. That's all going to be worth it because the principle is the most important thing. If
5: it comes down to that, America is not America anymore anyway.
0: Right, so that's the most important thing that – because the, you, you, you don't want the vaccine that much. Yeah. Right. And so, what is it you're afraid the vaccine's going to do to you?
5: I'm not afraid of the vaccine at all.
0: At all? No. So, it's a voluntary vaccine, then why wouldn't you take it?
5: Because it's voluntary.
0: Right. But the bent, so what you're saying if you're not afraid of it, you're not afraid of any of the side effects, you're not afraid of anything about it, but you're not going to take it. But it's voluntary they're asking you to take it you recognize there is benefit to taking it you're not afraid of any downsides of taking it so what would be the point of doing the thing that you're being asked to do
5: um i mean if we follow the science which is what everybody keeps telling us to do and you look at the survival rate and the data stratification
0: Mm
5: -hmm. my i'm not in a vulnerable population i
0: i agree but we've already gone over that You, you you may still transmit it though that's what I mean. It's all voluntary. The, the good outweighs the bad. The positives outweigh the, the negatives. So why choose no instead of yes? News Talk 1110 993 WBT. Seven zero four five seven zero eleven ten or one eight hundred WBT eleven ten. A tweet from the last six months says Pete. That's the name. The last six months. If secondhand smoke can cause cancer, are smokers responsible for the cancer victims? No, but the business owner can say, "I don't want smokers inside." Right, like that's the that's the equivalent principle. Um. If you live with someone who's immunocompromised, Monica says you should be taking measures not to spread it: masking and distancing, lots of ventilation. Which I would say I agree. The ventilation part—that uh, was never included in the three Ws. Why? I don't understand. The ventilation is the biggest thing to me because the ventilation it blows away all of the lung juice that's floating in the air. And you could have used a fourth W. It could have been a fourth it didn't have to be three w's you could have had four wind or windows open a window right you could say that unlike the studio that is a it's like a hermetically sealed room all right let me get oh is he calling back oh my god all right hang on aaron welcome to the show hello aaron how you doing man i'm good what's up I uh, appreciate y'all taking my call sure I'm a little
7: nervous, to tell you the truth, first time calling in, so I apologize Well, for
0: welcome, sir. I appreciate it. Don't be nervous. Thank Don't you. be nervous.
7: Okay. Um, yeah, so first of all, I, I mean, I'll talk about vaccines a little bit uh, in terms of, like, why I wouldn't get the vaccine or anything. But first of all, I wanted to talk that I think there's just an overall greater agenda behind the whole thing. And I wanted to start with just COVID in general, you know. Um, so first of all, it comes from China. And, you know, whether or not they... I personally believe that it was engineered, but whether or not they released it purposely, I don't know about that, but I think it's not out of the question. But um, I think, first of all, the first reason, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste, the first reason why they would use it in a certain way, in a certain malicious way, um, is to crash the economies of the world, all the world economy, I mean the world economy in general, but especially the United States, because, you know, uh, we kind of got hit the hardest, maybe not overall, but we got hit pretty hard by it and everything mm-hmm. and The biggest aspect of it, I mean you know the Democrats especially the Democrats, taking it and you know blowing it up a lot more, I think than it really is, and that's affected a lot of it but um
0: so can then, i can, can I stop you on the first part and i'm not to, I'm not yeah. going to argue about because this is all just theory you're espousing, but um do you think there's any downside that China would have calculated? For it being tied to them. Because, I mean, yes, we're looking at it through our American eyes. But what about the rest of the planet? I mean, there are entire continents of people who uh, are, you know, getting killed by COVID. I don't think they're going to be too keen on China after that. I, You know, th- do you think there's like a negative side, a PR hit that China takes if, um, you know, if, if that was the plan? Well,
7: see, I could definitely see that, but. The main thing to me is, you know, the U.N. and, of course, the WHO is um, basically a branch of the U.N., right? Um, And all the Western leaders, you know, they don't seem too keen on condemning China for Mm -hmm. anything. And we know, I mean, we know at the least that they lied about transmission and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Um, And I think China, for their own people, they wouldn't particularly care because, you know, they've had the depopulation programs before. And, I mean, we're talking about the Chinese the Chinese Communist Party and everything. Um, So I don't think they'd particularly care.
0: Um, Bob, I'm thinking of countries, though, like, yeah, I'm thinking of countries like India, for example. They would probably have a bit of a problem. Um, Most of the uh, continent of Africa probably have a bit of a problem with it. South and Central America probably have a bit of a problem with it. So, like, from a PR perspective, don't you think, like, China might be worried, like, we could very well turn... Half of the planet against us if if you know anybody ever found out that we had purposefully engineered and released this thing, and again, I'm not saying that I agree with the theory one way or the other i'm just I'm just looking at the different angles here
7: yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, I do see where you're coming from on that for sure, but um I don't know, I mean they don't seem to be too mad now, even with the you know the fact that they lied about it and everything. they seem to turn a blind eye to it
8: mm-hmm.
7: um. But yeah, if I, were, if I were going to continue further, I mean, you just look about the you look at the fact that... So
0: go, just hit, hit the conclusion for me, because I want to get some other callers on. There's a lot of people uh, also waiting to comment.
7: Okay, well, I was going to say, I think the two main reasons for it were, one, sort of the beginning of what I would think of as depopulation, which um, and not from COVID itself, but from the breakdown of supply lines, especially to the third world. And then not only that, but the flooding of the third world into the first world, um, you know, and bringing bringing us down, basically. Mm. And then the second aspect of it is the control aspect, because you have, you know, the slippery slope of things like vaccine ID. And and again, again, you can call me crazy. I just think we should definitely be cautious about it. But, you know, the vaccine cards probably turn into, could probably turn into, you know, you have an app on your phone. Sure. has everything else about you on it. And oh, it's, it'll be for our convenience. Down
0: down. Oh, yeah, it'll be for our convenience, absolutely. And they've already got the database set up for it. It's a, It would be a very simple transition right over to, um, to an app, absolutely, at a statewide level. And, you know, the state wouldn't be doing it uh, themselves. They would just be making it available, right? I appreciate the call, Aaron. Let me go to uh, Mike. Welcome to the show. Hey, Mike, how are you?
9: I'm great, Pete. Hey, first of all, uh, congratulations on the new gig. Well, thank you. Glad to see
0: you full time. I appreciate on it. Uh,
9: there was some discussion earlier about uh, spreading virus. I, I, I think the question is not really being asked about all uh, returning to the mask mandate for vaccinated people is why.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: Uh, there's, there's a medical professional I know, an RM who was uh, central to some of the COVID, uh, uh, addressing COVID, for one of the big health systems in Charlotte. And she's made the point to me that uh, you can't, if you're just exposed to the virus and you're uh, you've been vaccinated or you've had it, so you're not going to get sick. uh, You can't then turn around and give it to somebody else just because you've been in proximity to someone. You're only able to be contagious, just like with the flu, during a certain period of time after you contract the disease. And actually I'm hoping there might be some people listening who know a lot more about this than I who can call in and comment. It's called that's a that contagious period is called virus shedding I'm mm-hmm. told. Mm-hmm. And so casual contact if you don't get the disease you can't pass it to anybody else. That's my understanding.
0: Well and that's the problem I think that that I well it is the problem that I have with the uh, the people who are saying, well, if you have the uh, the vaccines, then you still have to man uh, get uh, uh, you still have to wear the mask. Like right. we heard people. from the Mecklenburg County Health Director, who says that she goes out and she's vaccinated, and she still wears the mask and stuff. Well, well, why? I, I don't I, I don't exactly. understand. So you're still because and as I said to the previous callers, like my understanding of what these people are telling me, these health officials are saying is that you can still get it and pass it on to others. And so I don't understand then. Is this you know? What is the efficacy of the vaccine? If if it only is going to protect me from getting really really sick, and it limits somehow the transmission, then I don't know. Then I, like I'll take it, but I also don't really understand the hesitancy to take it, especially if people say they're not afraid of what it's going to do to them. Anyway, I appreciate the call, Mike. News is next. Talk 1110-993-WBT, 704-570-1110, or 1-800-WBT-1110. Pete Callender here, and uh, we're talking about the vaccines to some degree. And look, just to be clear, like I, and I've said this, uh, I think I said this the first day, I press on issues and I test people's assertions because it makes the arguments stronger. Resistance to strength, or sorry, resistance to pressure builds strength, right? Un, I've said this for years, unchallenged ideas are easy to hold, right? You can believe the craziest things you want to believe, but if you never tell anybody, it's very easy to hold that idea, right? But when you start telling people and they start challenging it, it becomes harder because you have to defend it. But if you're able to defend these positions, you're going to be stronger and your arguments will be stronger when you encounter Similar um, uh, opponents in the future, like at Thanksgiving, right? So you, so when you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table this year and you win the debate, I want you to just kind of say to yourself, it doesn't have to be out loud. You don't have to say this to the whole table. It's fine. I'm, I, I don't, I'm not an egomaniac. I don't need this kind of credit. But just to yourself, say like, thanks, Pete. Just say that. That's all. And uh, my work is done. I feel like uh, Ralph. Welcome to the show. Hello, Ralph. How are you?
4: Yeah, first, first they came for the communists. I didn't speak out because I was not a communist. Mm-hmm. Then they came for the socialists. I did not speak out because they were not. I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists. I was not a, a trade unionist, so I didn't speak out. So on and so forth. Martin mm-hmm. Niemoller. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a thing right now that, and we've had for twenty years, called the sex offender registry. If you find something that has a common enemy. You can use it to test out everything you want to do and roll out for the whole population.
0: So first, so they came I'm for really the sex offenders. Them. First, they came for the pedophiles.: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So um, and you start there. Right, so do you understand that the, the sex offender registry, though, the, that there's, there's a difference in the creation of that list is that they didn't come for them to take them. It was after they were you know adjudicated. They were put yeah, on absolutely. the list. Yeah, they were absolutely.
4: put... Absolutely. I'm, I'm not I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Right. I'm saying it's a test. It's okay. a test that they... How far can we push this thing? And how far will people let this go?
0: I think and, that's okay, the test okay, we're right, we're right now. To this. Yeah, I think that's the test right now. I, I honestly, I disagree. I don't think that the... I don't think that the sex offender registry was a test for this. I think... This is this is the test for what people will put up with. And apparently a lot of people have a pretty thick authoritarian streak running through them. There are a lot of people yeah, on both sides, by the way, both sides. Now, I do wonder, like the people who because the vast majority of people who are calling in and, and I see on the messages and such, they are anti vaccine on this uh, on this right on the anti coronavirus vaccine because yeah. they may not be anti vaccine on well, you know measles, mumps, rubella, that kind of thing. Um, But on this they are. And I just wonder if Donald Trump had come out right from the beginning and said, get the Trump shot, get the Trump vaccine. This is my vaccine. I stand by it. Everybody should get it. Do you think that the the resistance would be well among the resistance fighters, as they called themselves? Right. Do you think that the roles would be reversed somewhat?
4: I don't know how many people would have done it because it was pushed so fast you know there, there might have been people that followed Donald Trump like a lemming but I know that I wouldn't I know there's many people that I am friends with and colleagues with that would not have taken it because it was way too fast there was no you were, you were a test subject
0: yes but 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 that's the case for all drugs yeah right all drugs We
4: so have a control test
0: right well there are for control tests drugs, you
4: have a control test
0: well there is a control test there a control group right there is a control there, group, right? There, now. Oh, all right, so hang yeah,
4: on. It's called the United States population.
0: No, the control group are people that aren't getting the vaccine. Yeah. Right, and the ones that are dying and the ones that are getting the infection and then recovering, right? That's the control population. Now, yeah. but, but, but to back up, you have to go to the very beginning, and you either accept the premise that we are, that we are engaged in battlefield medicine, the equivalent of battlefield medicine, right? So if you don't accept that, pre, uh, that premise to begin with, then I guess you probably would object to any kind of uh, treatments, right, at all, because uh, unless they're, what, FDA-approved, I assume, right, the ones that have gone through the FDA process, those are. so if this had gone through a longer trial period, gotten FDA approval, you would be okay with it?
4: Uh, not necessarily because the FDA is not a, uh, it, it's a paid entity. It's right. not a okay. piece of the government. All
0: right, so, um, so there's no yeah. condition under which you would yeah. accept the vaccine? No. Right. Okay. So I mean, as long as that—I mean, that, that should be the—that should be your opening statement. <laughs> that, okay, there is absolutely. literally no. There's thank, literally no way you. you would ever get the vaccine because you don't trust anybody okay. to uh, uh, to create medicine that you'll trust. I assume, right? It's because—is it just no, this vaccine, I, or all medicine?
4: There are medicines that I do trust, but why do you want to compile them all together? Like a diphtheria, um, a tetanus shot—you can't just go get a tetanus shot now you got to get a tetanus, bacteria, and another one. They all come together. You can't just get a tetanus shot anymore.
0: So is it just needles, the shots, the vaccines that come in needle form, or
4: or what? uh,
0: Uh, Again, I'm trying to test what's the line for you. Because you take medicine. Do you take any medicine at all? Yes, absolutely. Right, so why do you take those, but not others? Why do you take those and not others? Yeah, That's why do you take question. the ones that you like, whatever those are? I'm not going to ask you for your, you know, that would be a HIPAA violation. <laughs> so what would yeah. be, yeah, so like I'm not going to ask you what meds you take, but you accept those, but you don't accept.
4: First, preventative, preventative medication should be the first step to everything. So you should be in having yourself in full health. You should have your diet. Okay. Okay. And nutrition already taken care of. Okay. That way it would take, take away 60% of all vaccines that we
0: need. Fine. I agree with you, but that's separate. So I'm asking about why you accept some medicine, but you don't accept others. Why do you ingest you gotta, and take certain, medic, uh, uh, certain medicine, but you refuse to take others, uh, other forms of medicine? Why? What's the, what's the What are the characteristics you look for? Because you said the FDA doesn't matter. The approval of an FDA body is irrelevant to you so what is the what are the factors you use to, discern, to determine yes i can take this medicine
4: well, i usually don't take medicines. like i said i do holistic
0: so you don't take medicine um, no all right well because when i asked you earlier if you take medicine you said you did but now you're saying you don't
4: well if you want to consider medicine medication i mean i take uh, vitamins i take um holistic stuff but so no, but, but that a medication?
0: nothing FDA approved. Uh, I don't know if it is FDA approved <laughs> right. or not. Well, if, if they're vitamins or whatever, they're holistic stuff, chances are they no, because uh, the answer is no, because that's what everybody says. These are not FDA approved. You have to say that sort of stuff, which, by the way, like I'm with you. I don't necessarily look to the FDA to tell me everything that I can take or cannot take. I mean, I yeah. you know, otherwise, like I never would have got through college and all those Grateful Dead shows. Absolutely. All right. Okay, Ralph. I uh, appreciate the call. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just trying to know the standards. That's what I'm. That's what I'm looking for. Now, if you're trying to look for where the traffic jams are, look no further. We've got Boomer. Mm-hmm. News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. 1 zero eleven ten one eight hundred WBT eleven ten got a message from Taylor who says you can actually get a plain tetanus booster. You can just get that as a standalone shot. Thank you, Taylor. Appreciate that. And uh, let me go over here. So this is. Hang on, this is oh Vincent, Vincent. You called back. Why'd you hang up on me, man? What, what's up?
2: Uh, just uh, I thought you hung up on me, but that was uh, uh, we'll call it a truce. We'll just say it's a truce. <laughs> hey, was that, was that D Jerry V D Jerry V.: It was Yes.: Jerry V, hold on to your job strap. I'll get to my answer here.:
0: <laughs> He's going.: you, Oh, you just took it deep, right? You just OK. Sorry, go ahead.
2: So the, the, the question was, why am I not going to take the vaccine?
0: I don't remember what the question was, Vincent. At this point, yeah, I think I, I think it was why what you were afraid of about the vaccine. Why wouldn't you take it?
2: Well, now I do listen to some uh, alternative uh,
0: radio. Is his name Alex Jones?
2: Uh, I listen to uh, him and uh, uh, there's a guy in oh. England. And I listen Richie Allen. Richie Allen from he's a UK number one talk show host. That's where I got that little tidbit hey, about the I, uh, chairman I, of uh, Reuters. Yeah, here's the thing.
0: The I quit listening to the British in 1776, Vincent, because I'm an American. <laughs> All right,
2: let, let me
0: answer your question. Okay,
2: go for it. I'm not going to take the vaccine because the benefits don't outweigh the risk. And the here are the risks with me. Once you take that shot, the long-range you know what's down the road, it, or it could it be possibly weakening my immune system for the next round of COVID? And that's what I'm saying to myself. Wouldn't I be better off to go to the YMCA and work out, get in shape, get my blood pressure down, get my cholesterol right, and do do yes. positive things in my life? Because we know, okay, that the majority of these people that died from COVID were. We're overweight, yeah. out of shape,
0: diabetic. I, I got okay. So first off, have you done those things yet?
2: I'm getting ready
0: to go. I uh, getting ready I'm to, ready to play start play after a year. Okay, number one, number two. Um, what happens when they close all the gyms and you can't do that stuff? When I go out in my backyard, yeah, I but you didn't I start chopping wood. Yeah, but you didn't. What
2: do you mean I didn't chop wood? I, well, well,
0: I don't you know, know if you chopped wood. I'm saying you didn't. But you didn't. You didn't do the things that you say. Are the things that you would do rather than get the vaccine, but you didn't do them?
2: I have been doing. Them. I've been going to the gym.
0: Oh, all right. I thought you just said that you haven't been doing them? I've no, I I been you.
2: working out. I'm, I do about a, I do about a half mile in the pool yeah. about three times a week. Good job. I'm trim. I am job. the sharpest knife in the drawer. Why? <laughs> right.
0: Thank you, Vincent. All right, I appreciate the call back. Thank you. Let me go over here to. Yeah, that's Matt. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the shoe. How are you, Matt?
10: Uh, yes, sir. Yes. Hey, How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? Oh, man, doing good. Doing good. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I will start off by saying I had COVID God, back in January to late February last year, and it's, it was pretty bad.
8: Mm.
10: It was really bad. Now, I have not gotten the uh, vaccine yet. Um, of course, I've got antibodies and all that, but I'm kind of I'm in a wait-and-see type thing right now
8: mm-hmm.
10: um just some reports that some folks having covid um they've gotten the vaccines uh where it's, yes some folks are having issues with it but uh my uh, my wife and my two stepdaughters they both had a vaccine um i'm coming kind of, i'm kind of in a good way that they have it i don't have vaccine but i'm also working remotely
8: Mm-hmm.
10: Um, I'm coming to a uh, wait and see thing that just to see because th- that vaccine, it came out so fast.
0: And well, so, furious. so here's the thing that, but that, they've been researching that for like 20 years. The mRNA stuff, they've been on that for almost two decades. Because remember, all so, of the, so what has, what happened was when the first round of these SARS type of viruses uh, uh, came about, like we saw, remember, like MRSA? Remember, right. um, and there was, yeah. there was the original SARS as well. Like all of this stuff started coming about. I remember, you know, 20 something years ago, there were all these different, yeah. uh, strains of the stuff and that's when they started down this path. So it's not like it was, you know, like, Oh my gosh, what is this coronavirus SARS CoV 2 And then like, Oh, Eureka, we found this MRNA. Let's do that. You know, they, they were working on it for like 20 years almost.
10: Right. It's not that I'm, I'm adverse to the vaccine. Um, I don't think I'm wrong saying that I have the right to wait and
0: see, though. Sure. Well, and this is... Right. So this is what I mean by, you know, is our society equipped to have this kind of discussion? Because there are two tracks, right? There are two uh, issues. You've got the uh, the personal choice, and then right. you have the what should public policy be? And down that path lies all sorts of potential infringements, Right that's the right. and 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 a lot of people go back and forth between these two issues they bounce back and forth um, and I, I see them as discrete so the uh, right. the the pathway on the policy side is fraught with peril i think you've got a lot of slippery slopes all over the place you know and uh, yeah and and that's why i say there's always been this tension with libertarianism uh, specifically like how far does a government go Because, like, honestly, like, let's say this was, like, super, super lethal, right? This was a super lethal virus. Um, First off, I think everybody would already be doing, as like, everything that they could in order to protect themselves. Part of the problem with this one is that it's not super lethal. Most, like, again, like, depending on your demographic cohort, the chance of you dying from it is very, very low. So I think people have assessed the risk for themselves probably pretty appropriately, um, the problem is, though, that you've got you know governments that are being forced to act because shouldn't they be doing something to protect us all? And uh, I think that's the that's the challenge: is how do you how do you balance this because it's not super super lethal, but it is very contagious.
10: Right, right. And, and in the same power, I I kind of question. Uh, you know, you haven't heard a whole lot of uh, uh, like flu cases in the past year and a half. And are some of those flu cases sometimes are they put into the COVID cases? Right.
0: It's just uh... yeah. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of mess. I agree. There's a lot of mess with the data collection. And look, the flu numbers have always led by years in the data collection game. Right. One of the things that astounded me was how completely stupid our cause of death system. The collection of data for that is ridiculous, not just in North Carolina, just all over. It's it's kind of crazy, right. but even more so in this state. Um, I mean, a lot of it's still running paper records. There's this leg. Uh, and, and so it's kind of weird to me that uh, we're relying on these data collection methods. I mean, North Carolina, I think I saw today our friend John Sanders at the John Locke Foundation. I think he's saying that the death data is on like a five month leg right now for, right. for COVID. Right. And, and that's it's unacceptable. It's frankly unacceptable. Yeah. You're trying to convince the population to move in certain directions, and the only, and then you're you know then you're criticizing people for not being confident in your call, but you're not giving us all of the most up to date data, and that's that's how you get the consent of the governed. And if you don't want the consent right. of the governed, well, fine. But that's a different kind of governance model than I think what we're all accustomed to. So, yeah, and and,
10: and, I, and I really think that um, if you look at uh, just past history, um you have people with cancer and pneumonia or this or that, which whether whether elderly or not, um you know, they can have stuff like the flu or the common cold even can kill people. Yes, it can. So you,
0: yeah, and flu season, really, yeah, there are it, bad flu seasons. There are good flu, or not good ones, but less uh, virulent seasons as well. Um, that it, virology, yes, it's an up and down thing. I get it. Um, but that's also nuance. It's a complex topic. People are not equipped to talk about nuance and complexity. Now, Mark Garrison is qualified and competent to talk about news, which is why we have him in the news center standing by right now to give us some news.
11: Short on
8: your dough, you can stay'm sure you will find many
0: ways to have a good time. unless of course there's a pandemic and then it will probably be closed true. True
8: story.
0: News Talk talk 1110993 WBT yeah it's one of the fundamental uh, problems with any kind of uh, messaging from bureaucracies is that they're just usually stupid. The, um, it's not an indictment on the people. It's just, you get a bunch of people together and they're crafting policy. They just, they kind of go a little crazy. And so, yeah, so what do we get? We get, uh, Hey, um, vitamin D seems to be, uh, you know, having healthy vitamin D levels seems to be a pretty good way to ward off some of the worst symptoms of COVID-19. So let's lock everybody inside. Um, Hey, uh, you know, uh, if you're obese, uh, this tends to, uh, affect you even worse. And so, hey, let's close down all the gyms. Stuff like that. A lot of these decisions engendered mockery. And that, like, we're looking at right now as a, like, a single point in time and saying, why won't people get vaccinated? I don't understand. Don't they understand, you know, right now, this moment in time, this is important? Well, yes, if you ignore everything that happened over the last, I well, first off, the last, what, 18 months? But I would even go back to November 2020. I would I would even go back to 2016. There are a lot of people on the right that do not trust anything about the government now more than ever because of the way the government has behaved. Actually, you can go back to the Tea Party and the, the targeting of the Tea Party groups by the IRS. So no, they don't trust you guys in GovCo. Sorry, they just don't. Let me go over to, is this... Uh... This is Jody. Is it Jody? Yes. Welcome to the show, Jody. How are you?
11: Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. I'm not a uh, preface that I'm not a, an attorney or a doctor.
0: Me neither. And I did
11: run across. Somebody sent me a article. by I think the Supreme Court ruling in 2012, it was. And I don't know exactly what the ruling was. I just got into it. and I thought it was interesting for your conversation today. It was saying, if if your DNA is modified, are you human anymore? And this was a Supreme Court ruling, and I thought it was interesting. Don't understand the RNA versus DNA, but just something I thought you guys could maybe educate me on.
0: So the modifying DNA doesn't make you human anymore?
11: That was the ruling, and I don't know if it had to do with cloning or what the case was, but they were saying that...
0: Yeah, I mean, I think how you modify it would probably be of critical importance in any kind of ruling, because... I mean, if I modified the DNA to give myself, you know, brown hair versus blonde hair, like I'm still human, right?
11: That's well, it's an interesting article, and I've just now gotten into it. um, But I just thought some of the guys out there may have a little more understanding. I I think it was Judge Thomas, and it was 2012, and I I just found it interesting, and I've also looked at it. I mean, I had COVID, so I'm not getting vaccinated because I already had the antibodies. But I'm thinking, why are they pushing this so hard? Because people who people who want a vaccine have got the
0: opportunity to get it, period. You know, I agree with so, that. Yeah. And that that, that yeah. it, it has slowed down dramatically. I have a, a, a an article here from The New York Times that talks about the slowdown. So eligible Americans are receiving more than half a million doses per day on average. That's the rate. It's like 537,000 doses per day. But the peak was back in early April, and that was like 3.4 million doses a day. So it's down a lot. So I agree with you. Most of the people who have, uh, uh, who have you know, wanted it have gotten it. And so now you're trying to get the people who are hesitant and now this is a strategy. This is a question of strategy, which is really kind of surprising that people on the left haven't figured out how to market and how to how to appeal to uh, to people. Because usually a lot of folks on the left are good at that sort of thing. I thought. Uh, I appreciate the call, Jody. I would point out just one thing on the uh, on the DNA and the mRNA. Johns Hopkins, and I don't know if you trust them or not, but. Johns Hopkins, I do, Johns Hopkins says that the COVID-19 vaccines are designed to help your body's immune system fight the coronavirus. Okay, so the vaccines are designed to help your body fight the coronavirus. The messenger RNA, the mRNA, the messenger RNA from two of the first types of COVID-19 vaccines does enter cells, but not the nucleus of the cells where the DNA resides. Does that make sense? So you got the cell, you got the nucleus, which is like the yolk, right? That's in the... Look, I took a couple classes of science like back in junior high. That's the extent of my knowledge here. But you got the nucleus, and that's where the DNA is. The mRNA does not go into the nucleus. The mRNA does its job, according to Johns Hopkins, to cause the cell to make protein, to stimulate the immune system... And then it quickly breaks down without affecting your DNA. That's science. <laughs> uh, and by the way, I am wary of anybody that says. If you, in case you haven't noticed, I am fluent in sarcasm. And when I say it's science, it is a, it's a, it's a jab, if you will. It's mockery of the people who say it's science and the science says, okay, because science. When people use science as like it's capital S science, you know. You got a, Well, you got a pretty good uh, guess. You got a pretty good understanding that they don't know what they're talking about. right? They're just using the word science as a debate tactic and appeal to a higher authority to try to tell you that this is what such and such says without actually having to know anything about the such and such. So they just say science, and it's his catch-all for what they believe. Donald, welcome to the show. How are you, Donald?
6: Hi, I'm good. Good. Uh... My thing on the virus, I believe it was made. And I believe they're putting it out. I think, you know, the ones, you know, you're saying like us that's not vaccinated, give it the ones that is vaccinated. I don't believe that because I believe the government's putting it out there.
0: The government is putting it out there. It's not the flatulence and the lung juice. It's the government.
6: Yeah, I believe Biden and Fauci and Pelosi well, but
0: and all around it. Wait so, wait, so Biden put it out, but he wasn't president when it first hit. Well, I'm
6: saying they was over giving the Wuhan lab money before any of this happened.
0: Biden? Biden They're setting it up. All right. The government, I mean,
6: I think he's part of it.
0: Biden is? Biden Pelosi.
6: I think it's their scheme that turns into communists. Hmm. Trying to scare the hell out of everybody and keeping them away from everybody's talk and their changes.
0: <laughs> well, I I will say this without signing on to the entire theory there, um, for obvious reasons. The uh I would say that the uh there is a benefit to having a very scared population. I absolutely agree. You can get a lot done when people are afraid. Brandon, welcome to the show. How are you, Brandon?
12: Hey, Pete. Good to hear from you again, sir. Welcome back to the CLT.
0: Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Oh, the CLT. Yes, sir. Nice, yes. that's like uh, that's when you know you're a big city when you start abbreviating things like that in the city.
12: Well, I mean, I've been to the DMV, and, <laughs> you know, and the whole alphabet suit. Um, but no, welcome back. and I love the format, by the way. Thanks. Great form. Um, I'm fully vaccinated. And you know what? I feel great. Um, I went through the gauntlet, is what they call it in the Navy. Yeah. And they just shoot you with everything. You don't ask questions. You just go through there. I've got the Zika, the Bola, the (laughs) Nile, you know, uh, the Thrax, you know, you name it. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with it. Now, this is my uh, core of my call. Um, You know what? Marijuana is going to be legal eventually, Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm a small L, just like you are, Mm -hmm. and uh, you know what, if your employer says, no, you cannot partake, let's say a truck driver or something like that, a healthcare worker, then you know what, you have a choice not to work there or not.
0: So the question then becomes, what happens if every single aspect of society and commerce take that similar position? You, you're essentially marginalizing and creating an entire underclass, right? Alrighty, news talk eleven ten 3 wbt remember stick around after the news brett jensen in for brett winterbull richard welcome to the program hello richard how are you
13: i'm great thank you i'm getting getting better let me say that uh <laughs> the reason i'm calling i don't understand all the hesit- hesitancy but i don't want to get into that i just want to say when the vaccines came out i got vaccinated as soon as i possibly could no side effects no nothing until about three weeks ago, and I got a pretty bad case of COVID.
8: Uh,
13: I am positive if I had not had that vaccine, that I would have been in the hospital pretty sick because I was pretty sick with it. So Mm -hmm. uh, that that might make people say, well, you had it, you still got it. Well, yeah, that's true, but it it probably would have been
3: a lot worse.
0: Right, if the concept is that the mRNA uh, vaccine helps your body fight it off, then it's logical to assume that the fact that you were able to fight it off, even though it still was almost incapacitating to you, uh, it would have been far worse but for that vaccine in the first place.
13: Right. And I have no underlying conditions, mm-hmm. perfectly healthy, and uh, it snuck up on me and I I don't know where or <laughs> I know when, but I certainly don't know where I got right. it. Right.
0: Um, did you talk at all with the uh, with the dot? Well, I guess I should ask. Like, how bad was it? Like, were you? Did they put you on the ventilator or anything like that? No, or? no, no.
13: I did not have to go to the hospital. Oh, okay. I was I was very close. I was I had three days where I had fevers between 101 and 102 and a half. Serious coughing. Uh, I never had shortness of breath or anything like that. Mm. Just the fever and the cough. And that that was pretty rough for a couple of days.
0: Right. Did they prescribe anything for you to help you fight it off while you were sick?
13: No. Other than fever reducer, no. Uh, one thing they said was, you know, get up, move around, don't be sedentary.
8: Right. You know, go
13: walk the dog, stuff like that. Drink every 15 minutes. Do not get dehydrated. That's the worst thing you can do.
0: Well, wait a minute. Wait, hang, 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 hang on. Hang on. It, huh? says, it says to drink every 15 minutes. Like, that's awesome. I'm like never getting COVID then. Not that kind of drink. Oh, <laughs> sorry.
13: Drink liquid. Oh, okay. And, and when you sleep at night, sleep on your side. Oh, all right. That keeps uh, things from settling in your lungs. Huh. So, so I'm feeling uh, much better. Good. And today is my last day of isolation. So tomorrow well, I'm a free person again.
0: Well, I'm I'm humbled that you would want to talk to me on your final day of isolation. You have the whole day and you just you chose to talk with me. But um no I uh, I I am kind of it does kind of tick me off that they aren't prescribing any kind of therapeutics during the worst of the the ailments, right? Like no. the, the symptoms. I don't understand this.
13: I know and I got no the state talked to me Pasco County talked to me, and no one said anything about taking anything to make it easier.
0: Did so, and you didn't ask like any of the drugs that you've heard probably mentioned, like the ivermectin. The
13: no, no, I did not.
0: No. Yeah, I'm just curious what their response is to those types of inquiries because there are. I mean, there, uh, the Zelenko protocol is out there, right? This doctor Zelenko who's been talking about, uh, you know, here's the regimen you take and. You know, it includes, obviously, the, the lots of fluids and that sort of thing, but mm-hmm. they, they have these drugs, these anti-malarial drugs, and these like there's like a cocktail of them. There's like three or four of them, and each one targets a specific type of symptom that arises with COVID, and you treat the patient in front of you, That you know, Dr. Peter McCulloch, who, uh, you know, he, he testified in front of the Senate uh, uh, a hearing on this in Texas a couple months back, and... He said like doctors just like ran for the hills when this broke out and and like we 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 lost sight of the fact that we are here to treat the patient in front of us and when they present with symptoms and we said, "Well, go home and uh take some, you know, headache medicine and uh wait it out for 2 weeks and if you don't die, uh then you'll have survived and if you get worse, go to the hospital." And like that's the treatment. That was the course of treatment. That doesn't sound uh it doesn't sound very helpful or effective.
13: Yeah. Well, Uh, I I got through it. I did what they said and stayed hydrated and I'm, like I said, well on the road to
0: recovery. Well, I'm glad you are, Richard. Thanks for calling and uh, uh, best of health to you. I appreciate it. Take care. Uh, Let me go over next up to, this is Dean. Welcome to the show. Hello, Dean. How are you?
14: Okay, pretty good. I'm sorry, but I've taken the vaccine and I don't I haven't caught the covid. Can I still talk
0: or <laughs> I I took I took two vaccine shots and I still haven't caught the covid. So I hope we can still talk.
14: Well, I'm, I'm in good company cuz I I pretty much live now from noon to noon. Just so you know
0: that. Noon so. to noon. 24. 24- yeah, when
14: your show comes oh, on. Oh, thank
0: you. I thought you meant you're like a vampire. You just like you're tracking 24-hour cycles of non-sleep. <laughs> All right. Go ahead.
14: All right. I have a question just about the capital this capital inquiry cuz I've sort of been trying to just hear a little bit about it.
8: Oh gosh. Isn't it, what
14: it, I know that they want to bury Trump and all that's what everybody says, but wasn't there a premise what what is the you know, does not there, like state the problem and what is the I, what it, what is it all about? Is it, this, it was there a
0: Right. So yeah, keep I in know. mind there 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 is an investigation going on uh of the people that were involved in the riot right the 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 investigation this is the one that we've heard we've heard about you know they've arrested 500 something people right they've got them like Mm -hmm. thrown into some gulag uh someplace i think uh, like a cia black site or something from what i've heard so they they throw in hundreds of people they've arrested them they put them in jail they've ruined their lives so there is an active doj investigation going on this thing in congress this uh you know, this probe that they're doing where they, you know, they didn't want Jim Jordan to be on the uh, on the the hearing committee. Uh, we all know what this is about. This is about keeping the issue alive through uh, as, or as long as possible, hopefully through the next election cycle so they can use it against Republicans because Democrats are very afraid that uh, they're going to lose control of the House and the Senate, uh, as is historically the case in the years after, you know, a president uh, assumes the White House. So the party, you know, their their party tends to lose in those midterms, and so that's what they're afraid of, and they're trying to keep the issue alive. And there is uh, not a not small contingent of Democratic lawmakers, and probably quite a few on the right as well, that would very much like to see a quote domestic war on terrorism, and to use the tools that were first created in the wake of nine eleven to combat foreign terrorism to now turn them on the american population i have no doubt there are people that are interested in doing that and you can see actually some of these sentiments expressed in the fight over the vaccinations
14: thank you i appreciate that that's very enlightening
0: well maybe we'll see (laughs) thanks dean i appreciate the call sir uh you're too kind let me go to billy welcome to the show billy how are you
4: hey this is uh billy hey my wife and i are in our upper 50s and i got the vaccine she got the vaccine it it helped with my erectile dysfunction and helped her libido so i, think I
0: don't that's think that's the case i don't think that is one of the side effects at all maybe you just had a newfound love of life a love of life is what that was maybe i don't know like i said i'm just a radio guy uh let me go over here to Stephen. hey steven i have less than a minute but you can have it
4: all right. Well, thanks, Pete. Hey, look, I'm going to talk slow so our liberal friends understand. So, everything that's been going on the last year and a half is all, is all due to one thing. The environmentalists have been telling us for the last dozen years that we've got 12 years left. And they, they're sincere. They think they have the moral authority to save the planet. And so everything, every policy that we've seen, both here in the states and globally, has one end game prevent people from driving their cars and stay home to save the planet covid was was uh was the reason uh, the reason for covid was for that uh, to making people wear uh, masks on planes to deter them from flying uh, yeah. high gas prices
8: i got
0: gotcha. you,
4: steven
0: every- here's the problem though have you seen all of the masks thrown on the sides of the roads and stuff if this was an environmentalist plot it kind of backfired a little bit there's a lot of litter A lot of litter now. All right, that's it for today. Thanks for hanging out with me. I do appreciate it. Stay tuned. Brett Winterbull uh, is out, but Brett Jensen is filling in for him. Up next on News Talk 1110, 99.3 WBT. I'll see you tomorrow, and uh, don't break anything while I'm gone.